Good evening, beautiful women around the world. This is Yemi Majekudimi again on Widow Recovery Secrets. Uh, this is Podcast 51. I'm here again to encourage widows all around the world, wherever age you are. And I hope you've been listening to my podcast. For those who are, we thank you very much for listening, for downloading and for sharing. Can you continue to do that? For all of our resources, go to businessandmarriagecoaching.co.uk. So today we're on our fifth interview series and I've, I've got the privilege to invite with me and have with me Pastor Flores. She's a teacher, obviously a pastor in the church. She's a beautiful mother. And I'll let her introduce herself as well when we get to that. So welcome Pastor Flores. It's a honor to have you here. We've been trying to get you, but I finally got you today. So this is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. So please, can you introduce yourself? Give us a brief outline of who you are, what your story is, and why you're here today to speak on this platform. Thank you. Thank you so much. A very, very good evening to you, um, Mr. Yemi, and um, good evening, viewers thank you so much for the privilege <laughs> um, to have me on here so my name is pastor floris lyman i am a mother of two <laughs> i thought i said i'm a mother of three <laughs> i am a mother of two and um, i am an assistant head of learning in a secondary school in newham i'm also an assistant pastor i am an author i am a blogger I do some speaking. I am a host. I love to support charitable um, courses. So through, I have been widowed for 12 years now. And um, what will I say? Gradually, I am coming out. <laughs> Gradually, I'm coming out. So I lost my husband at a very, I was young when I lost my husband. My husband passed away at the age of 42. And um, I was left with bringing up the two children on my own. But um, thank God, to the glory of God, they are now teenagers. Uh, my son is in uni and uh, my daughter is in sixth form. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm just putting this out there for somebody that's listening mm -hmm. um, to let you know that you are not on your own. If that journey has just started for you or you're still, um, you know, going through this phase of your life, um, it's a season and um, you will come out. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for telling us about yourself. Just wanted to ask you, how old you were when you became widowed? Oh, so I am now 46. So let's do the math. <laughs> I'm now 46 and I got widowed in 2009. 2009. That's 34. You're quite young. Yes. 34. I was quite young. Was very young. The reason yeah. I'm asking you that question is I always, I've got to remind our audience and the world, whoever listens to this, that widows are not just old ladies in the 90s <laughs> or 100 years old or even not the 70s all. or 60, 60s. As the, my sister here has testified, she was 34. And now that there's been the pandemic and before the pandemic, widows are becoming much younger. I've met a few widows who are in their 20s, 22, 21. So, hmm. two, uh, so I'm just trying to widen your perspective 
it's not the old lady, not that they don't, people do not face pain or feel pain when they become widows at that age. But just to show that it's widowhood incorporates every age you can think of now. And stats are showing with the pandemic, thousands of younger widows have been laid, have been, have come up as well. So please oh, keep an open mind when you need to listen to this podcast. I know we live in a world where ageism is a big thing, but we're not being ageist here. Anybody can be a widow. So thank you for telling me your age. I hope you're okay to share that. A pleasure. So we're going to go into some brief ways because the focus of this podcast is to be positive and to provide solutions to our viewers. So from the perspective of someone who became widow so young, I hope a lot of young widows will gain a lot from this, this podcast this evening. So can I ask you, Pastor Flores, what were the three solutions you have implemented to three personal challenges you had when you became a widow? Perhaps in the first two, three years, if you can recall, the three challenges and the three solutions you've applied. Yes, so <laughs> I was just thinking, how many challenges can I name here? Um, mm-hmm. the, the first challenge I had was really dealing with stress, stress and depression. I will say, you know, when people used to talk about stress, when I just come to this country, because I came from a typical African background, we never used to talk about things like stress, you're depressed, you know, it's like, you just get on with it. But I had that challenge and um, I knew it was a challenge once I realized, you know, that I was going through it. So um, solution, I refused to be quiet. I went to see my GP. Um, I, I, I remember speaking to one of my, my senior pastors while she was a nursing consultant. And I remember when they gave me the medication to help with the, with the depression, I didn't want to take it. She, so she prayed with me, she canceled me. She said, you know what, some of this medication are for dual action means it can, you know, it can do more than one thing. It can help you to relax. And I mean, this is so just take it and just, just be praying and see how you get on. So, and I went on it. I took it, as time went on, I got better. I think I discharged myself <laughs> even before I went, you know. So I sought help, I spoke out, um, I got involved with others, I stayed in touch, I did not isolate myself. Going through the situation alone makes you isolated, let alone now you now physically isolate yourself. There is gonna be a period of that, but I made sure I sorted out, I needed to be, to, to, to be in sound mind. How can I look after the children? I made up my mind that, no, I have this children. Social services is not going to take these kids away from me. I need to be sound. I need to be fresh. You know, I need to get myself going. Otherwise, my children will just suffer as a result of my own suffering. So, yeah, I have to make sure I implement that action as soon as possible. Then mm. no. That's really amazing because in some societies, because of the stigma of stress or depression, the effects from it, people do not quickly get help. They hide away. But could I ask you, do you think he helped to have to be attached to a community of good people? Of course. Yeah. Of, of course, of course, because you can't be on your own. So I was privileged, my church then, I had a lot of support. Now, that's not the case for everybody. But you, you, you might have a friend. You might have a, even if you don't have your entire family around you, you might have a friend, you might have a neighbor, 
you might have, you know, some of the things that you do, there might be other people that do some of those things that there is a way you can you can connect. So I, I had to connect with, during that time, you know, I made sure I was involved with other things. I was still involved in other people's issues, you know, wow. <laughs> helping mothers, going to have their babies in the hospital. I'll never forget. So people who have then come to my church newly, they, they didn't know I was widowed because I just, I served. I, I just done things like normal, like anybody will do. It, it was not in the forefront, but many people knew I was still very active. So that really helped me as well. So that I was not focused on my own, um, you know, I was doing what I needed to do to help myself, yeah. but I was not totally focused um, on that. Doing other things really helped me. Because yeah, you, tell, you sorry, you make a very valid point there because I, I say to myself and I say to the audiences listening, not even to the world out there, that when we do have a challenge and we get the support, what makes it less stressful and impactful is when we focus on doing other things. So that could take the form of, as you said, helping other women. It could take the form of looking at other people who might have another challenge and just supporting someone else because it just helps you shift your mindset on focusing on your own problem. And it actually removes, moves you away from that mentality of self or to care for someone else and you get relief from your pain doing so. So could you share two others? Two other <laughs> challenges? Yeah. <laughs> so challenge. Challenge number two, yeah. the M-O-N-E-Y, money. Money was a challenge. Now, everybody's situation is different. Some people die, they leave their wives or their husbands, you know. You, you know, even when somebody's crying, isn't it? The, somebody's crying in Africa, they will say, people cry depending on what's in the bank. And what, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> So, you know, some, some people, for some people, their crying is tripled because you're not only crying for the lost, you are thinking about the bills, thinking about the children. How are you going to survive financially? Imagine we were a young couple, and on top of that, we were, I was dealing with immigration issue. So I was dealing with a lot. So money, hmm. all my solution. I sought other means of earning extra income. I started catering, thank God for my mom of blessed memories. We used to cook when we were growing up. We used to have like a mini restaurant at home. So whilst I was waiting, looking after the children, I just started my catering. I was catering for, I could cater for up to 200, 250 people, but it was hard work. I was also doing hairdressing. I was every now and then I would do some child minding. And then I started my hosting. And um, in the end, I started writing. Now, most of my energy is on the, is on the writing, the hosting, the speaking. But that's, I started from somewhere because I don't believe in earning one, one. Well, in fact, I was not even on a full-time job then, mm. you know. So my husband dying was a lot. We were just beginning to put things in place because I was not in this country. I had traveled when I got married. Wow from Sierra Leone, from Africa to London. So within that nine years, we are building up family. We were just building our lives together. So was there something huge waiting? <laughs> no. So God really helped me with, with those skills. It's like, I have to put myself together. I can't be selling my body because many people will be vulnerable 
Yeah. Many people will be vulnerable and you will do something to get that money to survive. Or some people, just to say, some people, they go into relationships very quickly, seeking a, a breadwinner unconsciously, or just the, the extreme loneliness people feel. They go into relationships and then it doesn't work out and then people get hurt again. So, it, so being a widow, especially the early years, especially the first two years, you're emotionally very, very vulnerable, aren't we? So you have to be very, very careful. Yes, surely. And number so, three, yeah. Challenge number three <laughs> was balancing between my single motherly roles and you know my personal development. What do you do? <laughs> now the thing has happened, it's only you. You you are acting in the role of two. So at the beginning it was a challenge, but remember, like I said um earlier when I was dealing with the stress, I already had people, I've connected with people. So I made sure I sought help um, also in terms of childcare. I tried to arrange child minding, make sure I didn't waste time to put the children in nursery, whatever was available, keeping them in school, after school. I made use of everything mm -hmm. so that I can find some time to myself. Back then in those days, you had land direct. Because I had come here, uh, I was a university graduate from my country, but you know how you have to put things in order here just to update yourself. So I was doing lots of courses here and there just to develop myself. Driving that I never done when my husband was alive. <laughs> I had to drive, you know, I excelled in, in, in ministry, trained myself for ministry, for career, you know, done a lot of things and to the glory of God, really, I am not where I was, you know, um, since 2009. That's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Because what I really, really love about the number two solution is where you have to dig into the skills you have. Because many times I say to people, as a Christian, and I always talk on this podcast as a Christian, from a Christian perspective, that the word says, what is in your hand? And many times we forget what skills we have. You know, it's not easy, but there's always something you have that you can use to make as a stream of income. And that might be the initial, initial help you need. And then later on, you start to dig deeper and something else will come up or by networking and brushing mm -hmm. up the skills. Isn't that so? You find there's always something, isn't it? Yes, there is always something. You know, I think sometimes when you are there in the comfort of the marriage, <laughs> of your relationship, mm -hmm. you know, there is a lot of things that just, they are swept under the mat you don't get to pay attention because you know some women their husbands will say don't don't worry about this i'll take care of this mm -hmm. their husbands drive them everywhere you know i'm not saying it's wrong but the moment you are on your own mm -hmm. you're properly exposed yes. and uh, maybe in, in in a way it's, it's you know i would say it also it's a good thing because maybe one will never have developed themselves yes. in those areas mm -hmm. you know if everything was 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 perfect and rosy it takes an extra step for you to want to step out and do those things so yeah it's amazing it's amazing really so what would you say what have you become more proficient at since your loss what have you become a master at since you got your husband <laughs> i would say relating with people you know when I, I don't know sometimes people around me say you just have the grace to how do you access you know, inside the deepest minds of, of, of people. 
you know, I, 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 don't, I think it's just naturally me. I can relate with somebody today. I don't need to know you from, from Adam and we, we can, especially if you've come from similar situation um, as mine, I'm just able to get down there as we communicate. If there is any solution I can be, you know, depending on the need, that's mm -hmm. fine. Or if I can signpost the person for further help, um, I also try to do that. So that has really, really helped me. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And what purpose have you found out of loss? You might find it might relate to Abastro already. Could you name three factors that keep you inspired? So linking to the purpose you found, what are the three factors that have kept you inspired? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, purpose. <laughs> I use, I've used my story. I've used my story to encourage and minister to many other widows and single parent, you know, families out there that they are not alone. They can pull through with, you know, if they have a desiring heart to, to want to pull through and determination. I also find joy in just advocating for, for, for welfare. Uh, you know, I do a lot of welfare advocacy. So three factors that have kept me inspired, my faith in the word of God. Mm. and my children mm. and you know just aspiring to inspire others that's that's always a passion you know always looking for 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 ways to inspire and motivate others and yeah. could you please mention your youtube because you've got a youtube series as well and your book please for our audience to know and where to find it so my book is um, titled don't judge me i'm a single parent um, it's on Amazon, amazon.co.uk. If you're in the state, you can access this, Canada, wherever. And uh, people can also contact me. I'm on WhatsApp, um, Lyman Flores, and my blogging page is Practical Talk with Flores Lyman. It's also on YouTube and on Instagram. I, I do quite a few things on there. I touch on everything really relating to life, faith, you know, finance, money, family, um, you know, bits and pieces. Thank you, thank you. You're a very busy lady. You're very, very busy. I find it very just listening to you is very encouraging. It's such a privilege to sit with another widow and just see how far people can come in spite of the loss. So can I ask you, what vision do you have about remarriage? Do you think one has to be intentional to have this to happen? Yes, I do. I do believe in remarriage. And um, I personally hope it will happen for me one day by God's grace. Mm -hmm. um, definitely one has to be intentional about it. Firstly, allowing yourself to get rid of all the baggage in the past. So not that we forget our past, but there are some things that we can't be taking if you are hoping to step into something new. The scripture itself says, don't put wine, new wine into old wine skins, you know, so also not allowing society to dictate traditional standards to us, you know, um, things like, ah, why do you want to go? You might as well just stay like that. They are not in your shoe. They don't know how lonely you have been for all the years or, you know, you know, a lot of things people do stay in, in the process of trying to help or trying to support, you know, so subconsciously people step on people's toes, but not allowing those things to, to, to be, um, a hindrance and also praying about it once you start opening yourself that one may have the flexibility to interact with various people from various backgrounds which we, sh we should have that opening 
also we have to be friendly mm. when we are around people we must learn to network with other people <laughs> around us and also beyond because you see people you know having successful relationships from they said they met online it would not work like that for everybody but people meet people you know at various points various locations it's not only in your own little community somebody else is out so you know it's very important because nobody just never knows the when the how the where the who when it comes to meeting someone so yeah that's amazing because you touched on a very valid point there as well that the tail end of what you said is where where what medium we use because nowadays the world is changing the future is online yeah it's 5g soon computers are going to be talking to each other so you shouldn't actually look with disdain or speak against online dating it's about being safe Mm -hmm. check out the website and so on and so forth and don't learn what not to do and not to to do when you're dating online but you have to be open to different mediums of finding i mean look at covid19 a lot of us were locked were shut in so a lot of people that were shut in where did they find people it was online Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be shut in to go online, but you just have to be very, very careful. Man. And a lot of people are, there's a lot of speed dating events online now. You just have to be open-minded enough. And it's yeah. not about age. You could, you could be 70 and still date online. It's not online. And you could be 35 and still, it's not about age. The world continues yeah. to change and you have to move with the times as well. Yeah. Be open-minded. Yeah. Okay. And what I want to ask is, what does total surrender to God mean in terms of intentionally walking into what God has for you? Yeah, so for me, I would say complete dependence. I don't know, you know, complete dependence according to Jeremiah eleven twenty nine because it's plans for me. It says they are perfect to give me a better future. So my prayer is to constantly align myself to God's will and directed path, not to walk outside of it. I believe that faith also plays a lot in this. Um, you know, for me, I would say the Lord has done a lot of marvelous things in my life through the years to prove that, you know, he's not brought me this far mm. to live regardless of the challenges, mm. you know. So sometimes I wonder, oh my days, how did I get here? In fact, where I am right now, how did I arrive? but for the grace of God. So therefore, just like Proverbs instruct that we should trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all our hearts and minds, lean not on our understanding, you know, acknowledge him in all our ways. Um, through this, I, I made up my mind mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes I do falter. Sometimes I would, I do doubt. I've doubted. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'm not careful. I just want to take my own step and stuff. I, I, I believe that, you know, depending on him completely so, but, he has worked in my life so what i just just i'm just playing devil's advocate here because some people will say to me i don't know if you agree or not that you in having faith it means you're not you don't have to be proactive god will do it god will do it and i said you <laughs> god won't come into your sitting room so could you just like, elaborate on what I mean by that to our audience being proactive? Wow. No way. No, no way. Because even our faith has to be accompanied um, by, uh, by our work. So it's, it's just like somebody praying for, for something and you don't do anything about it. You just sit down. No. It's like what, planting a seed 
and um, every day what you see the, the person do, even they go to their garden, they're plucking the weeds around. So there are things we need to do. Maybe there's a phone call I need to make. Lord, you say, make that phone call for that contractor. You know, speak to this person. Network with that person. You don't know where your breakthrough lies. Mm-hmm. You know, so we should be doing what we know we're supposed to be doing and, and back it up with prayer. Because even the Lord himself says, whatever your hands find there to do, well, do it diligently. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been challenging. And we cannot sit there and say, mm-hmm. life's challenges do not come. Say Even say, because you are a widow. So, uh, Lord, have mercy upon me. I should not go through this and it's because I'm a widow. <laughs> now. But it's just um, depending to say, Lord, I'm in your hands. Help me. Just just help me. Even mm-hmm. with, with the children, taking them through the stages up to teenage years, mm-hmm. up to going to university, up to it's it's a lot to mm-hmm. go through. But it's just, again, depending. Once you're doing mm-hmm. it, once you're living it, depend on God for grace. Mm-hmm. It's just something called supernatural grace. It's that which we ourselves cannot carry to be able to do what we do. So can I just say, I always bring this up because as a woman of faith, I have people who say, oh, I don't really believe in that religion. And I explain to people, religion, my faith is my relationship with Jesus Christ. My faith is not a religion. It's actually a personal relationship with Christ. And I always say, seek the Lord while you can, because in knowing the Lord and giving your life to him, it makes the challenges of life easier. Could you explain, when we talk about faith, what are we talking about, please? Wow. (laughs) You know, um, if one thing that I've always said to people, when I, I thought, my faith was stronger. But when I lost my husband, I had to fight to secure my faith because guess what? Everything was being thrown at me mm-hmm. to say, ah, this God that you've believed since, see what he has done. See, but meanwhile, I know, I know that God has done a whole lot of other things. You know, I love praying for people, for example, if people are sick, if people have seen people healed, you know, God has done a lot. He has provided, he has made a way. So is my situation not going to change? who he was, but guess what? I made a decision to preserve my faith. I made a decision because I don't know, I don't know how some other people do it, but I don't know what I would have done. So what is your faith? Explain what your faith is, because some people don't understand. Because there's so, so for me, for me, obviously I'm a Christian mm. and um, it, it means me believing in the finished work that Jesus has done for me on the cross. Mm. He's come and paid for all my sins, past, present, and future. And he's giving me eternal life just by me believing. Just he wants me to just believe and accept him and just live. Like we just spoke about dependence, total surrender. That's all he requires me to do. And day by day, that's what I try to do. Not by my own might, but it's, again, it's the faith. It's my faith that helps me. Mm. to function like that in the Lord. And by the grace of God, that's how it's been for many, many years. I've had my turbulent times, but my faith has sustained me. My faith is my belief. Mm. My belief in the grace. It's grace. The grace that is available. So how would you explain to people who've never been to church or never known this God? How would you say they need, how do they know this God we're referring to? God of 
co-creation. So um, one of the things I do, you know, we've been instructed to share the word with love. So mm -hmm. I don't force it down people's name, but I leave it. I've had a situation where some people like in my workplace, somebody just asked me, are you a Christian? I'll be laughing in my mind, like, how did they know? They've not had me. There are places where I have to preach for somebody to hear. Because according to Romans, you say, how can somebody hear? Somebody mm -hmm. has to preach it. You say, except somebody preach it and somebody can hear. Some yeah. places, maybe it's your lifestyle. Some places, maybe it's your testimony. So people come to the Lord through various mm -hmm. means. I think we who are already in the Lord have to make sure we are sensitive and we are demonstrating Mm -hmm. at every given opportunity because mm -hmm. we don't know the people around us mm -hmm. who are looking you know it says mm -hmm. let us live our lives in a way that when people see us they are not only praising god or thanking god for what they want to they want to know that god that mm -hmm. we are serving so for somebody that's never had an encounter I, you know i will say ask questions some people have come to the lord just by asking other people questions maybe start yeah. from the basic mm -hmm. or just take the word and, and start and start reading it. Mm. You know. So what is the word? Can you confirm what the word uh, is? For some people, you know. The, so, so the word of God is our guided principle. It mm. is a standard of living for us, for anybody that says they believe. Mm. That's so what's the, the book called? What is the book of the word called? That's the Bible. That's it. Yeah. That's the Bible. Oh, because yeah. it's it's amazing. Because what I find even talking to people or sharing on my on podcast i've realized there are a lot of things when you are a christian or a woman of faith that we we say in our language that we take for granted where a lot of people don't understand so i say mm. to people in the uk or around the world if you want to know especially in england if you want to know more about faith and christ you need to go to alpha.org during the pandemic as, as i reach i'm going to reiterate this again the most the, the most popular question people asked during the pandemic was, is there a God? So there are a lot of people out there seeking God because when there's uncertainty, it makes you wonder, who, why am I here? Who has created me? So go to alpha.org to find out or the groups they run to ask, to ask the basic questions. Because I say, seek the Lord while you can. And when I talk about purpose, I talk about purpose in that when we lose a spouse, there is pain and hurt. But because I believe in my creator who's kept me here for a reason, I found purpose out of my loss. And my purpose out of my loss is to encourage widows and to share my faith with you. The purpose would not have meaning if I didn't believe in Christ, Jesus Christ. And I say that all the time. Seek the Lord while you can. And for those um, who are still searching, Go to alpha.org. What is so to give the last word? What would your last word be in terms of to encourage widows around the world? Well, for anybody listening to me, as you can see, this is me, it's my life story, it's not made up. So, if any widow out there is going through the season of your life, I just want you to be reassured you yourself have to have the hope. I pray that your hope will not be lost, that you will come out. You will come out. When they, we say time is a healer, indeed, 
You know, sometimes when I comfort other people, I forget. I almost forget. You see, the enemy reminds me like, oh, have you forgotten that you went through this? Mm. I almost forget because I, I feel the compassion that comes upon me. And I mm. feel for those people that have been hit recently. You know, so just be strong. Work on yourself. Pick on something little that you like. So socialize. Like Sister Yemi, you just said now. You know, there is still a purpose. You are still alive as a widow. You're still alive. You're still alive to look after you, to look after those children, and to encourage. By the time you come out of this, you're able to encourage other people mm. who are going through. Yes. There is always a message from our mess. Yes. There's always a testimony yes. from our test. Yes. So yes. please be encouraged. Do not give up. Mm. The Lord strength in you, whatever stage you are at. May the Lord strengthen you and may you depend on him. May you glow as you depend on him to come out in Jesus' name. Amen. And what I've said in my blog as well is like, what's interesting is when we when we have loss, like the loss of a spouse, it's not easy. Obviously you grieve, then you recover gradually. But I believe in one day at a time. But it's also about not isolating yourself and connecting with people, good people around you. There's a lot of people that might want to take advantage because you're vulnerable. So you have to keep your eyes open, especially when you're younger as well, when you're a younger widow, you know, that's why I'm running courses on that. So I must, I'm now privileged to have spoken to Pastor Floris and to share our journey. We, we, I do appreciate the time you've come to spend with us this evening to encourage widows. And I pray you. you get stronger. And I do hope you do get married because I want to come to the wedding. <laughs> you will. <laughs> this is Yemi Majukodumi signing off again from Widow Recovery Secrets. I always say, if I could do it, you can do it. There's always hope after loss. Please dare to dream again. For our resources, go to businessandmarriagecoaching.co.uk. And I'll be on the platform of Facebook soon, going live again in the next few weeks on a Thursday. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please share, download and share. And you can now subscribe to the podcast. I've added a link to the summary notes. Thank you very much.